John O'Ben and Sharon. Welcome along to the show Monday afternoon. It is really good to be back on the radio. Yeah, you say really good as if it's not really good. That's <laughs> no, really good. Yeah, it's just, I say it's great to be back on okay, the radio. I'll I say it's really, really great to be back on the radio. <laughs> all right, all right. Only going to be about performance review tomorrow. <laughs> it's brilliant to be oh, back it's on the radio. Exceptional to be back on the radio. Amazing today. to be back. You know, I missed the radio Saturday, oh, Sunday. It's awesome to be back on the radio. Uh, a chance for you to win a million dollars. Well, you can't do that this afternoon because someone just won it before. Oh, so that means we don't get to Sam. Do it. No, we don't get to do it this afternoon. Ah. For the uh, Catman Kev. I was so stoked. I was high-fiving them when they came out of the studio. I was like, that's great stuff, guys. Didn't realise it affects our show. Nah, so reset starts again tomorrow morning. Oh, there you go. Uh, these are logistics that we don't need to worry <laughs> about while we're on here. Uh, we want you guys to join us in starting a fan club uh, for a huge international artist. We've got yeah. something big planned, right? Yeah. And next, we've discovered something in the studio. It's a button. And it says, do not push next to it. What does it do? I don't know. We're, we're going to get you involved in this. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Today, just before we started the radio show, we discovered something under the desk here at the radio studio. Yeah. We haven't seen this before. No. So I don't you know don't how long it's been there. Generally don't look under a desk, do you? <laughs> no. no. It's just your legs get all the desk, the desk time, don't they? When was the last time you looked under a desk? Well, it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't I can't, I can't remember the last time I looked under yeah. a desk. Neither. No, but you were like, you were down under, I don't know what you were doing under the desk, but anyway, it's not important. I was fossicking. I was going for a fossick under the desk. But what's important is you discovered a button. Sometimes I just like to go under there and just look at legs. Look at your legs. That's See what your legs like. Bit, that's a bit creepy. Just your legs, Ben. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's ass's legs. Um, so under the desk, uh, while Jono was looking at my legs, uh, he also discovered... Great legs, too. Uh, he also discovered a button. Now, uh, this button has a sign, a little laminated sign above it that says, Do, do not, not push. push. But whenever there's a sign that says do not push, all you want to do is push. They would have been better off just not putting anything there, and then no one would have, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to touch it. No. I would have just wanted to continue looking at Ben's legs. Because <laughs> there's a lot of other buttons around where that do not push button is, mm. but that's the only one we want to push now. So the question is... <laughs> well, there's no, there's the no real question, is there? The question, well, it's inevitable we're <laughs> going to push the button. Like, if we throw it out the phones now, yeah. people are going to say push the button, so mm. there's no point doing that. You push my buttons every day. <laughs> I push a lot of people's buttons every day. But you're right, Ben. It's going to be a landslide victory. Top. Much like National had over Labour in the election. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until that changed. Uh, so I'm going to say, after five o'clock on the show today, we'll press that button. Yeah. Prime time. We're not going to do it now. <laughs> we wouldn't waste this button pushing on, the, on your measly 3pm audience. Listen to you. Look at you, look at you. You, you look at yourself in the face. You're no good. You're nothing compared to the 5pm audience. No, we're hoping you'll be part of the 5pm audience by saying it. No. Don't want you there, no, we mate. Do. We, we just don't. want you stuck at 3 o'clock. Because we don't know what's going to happen, so... Let's wait till 5 o'clock to do it. Prime time, baby. M- maybe the station will go off air. Yeah, you hear that, 3pm audience? Prime time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 0800 The Edge, though. Have you pushed a button and it's gone bad? Because buttons, you know, especially when you see the red ones where they're like, emergency. You're like, why make it red and why put emergency next to it? Yeah. Because j- all it makes you want to do is hit that button. Uh, button blowouts, we're going to call it this afternoon. 0800 The Edge. We had one in our apartment. Remember we used to edit out of that apartment, that weird sort of apartment at TV3? Now, this room, this room. There was, was a lot of stuff that potentially had gone of grim, on. There was grim stuff that had gone on in this building. So there was a button. Had a dungeon, didn't it? There was a button there that said, do not push. Mm. So we were like, we need to push this. And it set off like an alarm. It did. Like a, I think it was a panic alarm. Might have been a panic alarm. I'm not sure what for. 
3 p.m. audience, you don't need to know what for. No, we'll tell the 5 p.m. audience that <laughs> they'd want to know. <laughs> Look at us antagonising our audience. <laughs> okay. Actually, to be honest, 3 p.m. is you're way better than the 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, so, so great. Okay, oh, wait, under the edge. You've pushed a button, it's gone bad. What was the button? What was the result? Maddie, welcome to the button blowout line. Oh, hello. Button blowies, what did you do? Uh, so I was on a train going into Wellington and there was a big red button and I pushed it and it stopped the whole darn train. See, why do they make oh, them big no. and red? Like, they're just, like, waiting for a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess that's kind of like an emergency thing. You're like, where's the button? You need it big and you need it red, but yeah. it's also tempting. But it's also a jackass, yeah, it's bloody... Very tempting. The whole journey, I was just sitting there going, oh, I wonder what would happen if I pushed it. And eventually I just gave in and pushed the button and oh, it no. stopped the whole train. Oh, my goodness. So what happens in that situation? Do they come running through the carriages looking for someone who pushed it? Oh, I don't know, but I just shrugged in the seat, kind of, you know, trying not to figure out that, yeah, no one figure out that it was me. So you didn't get caught? No, no. Mm, well, fantastic that you didn't phone up a nationwide radio station <laughs> and admit to it either, Maddie. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bud. Ashley, on 0800 The Edge, how's it going? Good. Button pushing blowouts. Yeah. So, basically, I'm in uni right now, mm. and I take the elevator to go up to my class because stairs are just not for me at 9am in the morning. No, stairs aren't for anybody. <laughs> Screw no. the stairs. Especially not when people. you been up studying all night and have had no coffee so mm. can't deal so anyway there's about 30 of us in one elevator and there's this button with a piece of tape over it no color to the button it was like a plain button no one knew what it, was, what it was for and i was standing right next to it so my little fingers decided to press it and it stopped the whole elevator for like an hour for oh, an hour jeez and people like some people get very claustrophobic in those situations Oh, yeah. There were, like, three people that almost passed out by the people were trying to help us and then we all got asked what happened and everyone pointed the finger at me. Oh, like, oh so you they knew you had pushed it as well? It wasn't like a cheeky waist push or, you know, a hip push. No, no, no. It was a whole, I dropped my books and I just pushed it. Oh, <laughs> and then you're stuck in there for an hour with these people. Yes, they weren't too happy because oh. all of us were in the same class as well. That's very good. Very good, Ashley. Appreciate that. Sharon's text through. Should we give her a call? What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, okay, we'll call Sharon. You know, she texted me today and she said, uh, my breast milk, the doctor called, very aggravating. Aggravating breast milk. Was she meant to text you? <laughs> you like the updates on that sort of thing? I was like, I agree. Oh, my God, guys, I've got so many notes. So, I mean, oh, listen, Sharon Casey, uh, listen, we'd love to hear all your notes right now. Yeah. But first of all, you've pushed a button. Yes, oh my God, I did. So, my dad used to be the boss of the ANZ Bank in Timaru, and they just did this, like, massive refurbishment. And so it was this big deal, and it was opening day, so mum had taken us in, because not much happens in Timaru. So it was like, woohoo, new bank. And they had this new um, list that um, disabled people could take their wheelchairs up, because uh, they couldn't go up the stairs. And I was like, shit, yes, a lift. So I get in the lift, and there's a button. And it's an alarm button if something happens. And I'm 10 years old, and I'm like, that button needs to be pushed. So I push the button, and it sounds this, like, crazy loud alarm, which then nobody can turn off. So I packed out big with this alarm just going off, and it went off for about five, ten minutes. My dad was 
mortified. Hey. It's Buttons that makes me pushed, in my opinion. Damn right. And the most memorable opening of a bank in Timaru ever. <laughs> well done. They all yeah. come out for a bank opening in Timaru. Hey, you and your aggressive breast milk get out of here, Sharon. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> We're pressing a button now to hang up on you. <laughs> all right, hang it up on you. She's still talking. Yeah, still talking. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Last week we were on the $5,000 taxi tour and uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was a lot of fun. And we learned a lot about each other, Ben. You and me learned a lot about yeah, we did. one another. But we learned the most about our taxi driver, Hedda, who joins us in the studio now. Welcome, Hedda. Hey, guys. How are you? Always in a blue shirt and a tie. <laughs> no matter what day it is. He's like Batman, always wearing the same clothes every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you're looking fat. You pull off the blue shirt and tie. Very stylish. Very yeah, stylish man. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Now, along the way... Uh, on the journey, we were obviously trapped inside the taxi. Yeah. And, uh, Hedda, you introduced us to some uh, some of your favourite Indian musicians. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And who was the, who's the big one you're a fan of? Jazzy B. Jazzy, Jazzy B. B. Now, Jazzy B, we really got hooked on one song, which is called... Uh, one Million. One Million. So, Hedda's introducing us to his favourite his favorite artist, Jazzy B. What's he talking about here? He's talking about a girl. Um, uh, you know how she walks and she got a pit bull with her. He's got a pit bull with her. So he's uh, pretty onto it with the with the friends. He's pretty onto it with the friends. And the, and the, you know the the haters. So he's the, saying they're afraid of him. They're, they're afraid, afraid of him. Of the, wow, he's covering a lot of ground here. <laughs> we started with a girl walking a pit bull. Now he's saying to the critics, "Hey, you're scared of me." <laughs> so one that, million, one million. So that's Jazzy B. And Hedda, big news. Yep. That's when you tell us the big news. Yeah, you tell you you say what the big news yeah, is. Yeah, you tell us. Oh yeah, so so he he's coming to um Auckland for live in a in a show on um seventh of April. Oh, Jazzy B, our our new favourite artist, is coming to New Zealand eighth seventh of April. Yeah, I reckon we need to make Jazzy B a thing in New Zealand. Yep, we know he's a thing in the Indian community. What? Yeah. He's sold out, right? Yep. Yeah. Isn't the concert then, sold out? Jazzy yeah. B would never sell out. <laughs> That's right, okay. yeah. Jazzy B would stay true to who he is as an artist. Yeah, and, and thanks to um, his promoter, Harpal Singh from Pal Productions, who's um, who's bringing him here. We want to, we want to start the uh, the Jazzy B flan, fan club. We want to try and get his songs to number one. We have lots of ideas we want to do to make him feel welcome yep. here in New Zealand. Here. So, Hedda, do you reckon we could have a personal listener experience with Jazzy B? Yeah. <laughs> Can we have a lunch at like an Indian restaurant and Jazzy B is there? We'll try our best. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're not cashing cheques that you can't write or writing cheques you can't cash. It's been very vague on it, so that's good. Yeah, we, can, we can try anything. We can try, we can try anything. <laughs> we can try anything. <laughs> we can try anything. <laughs> not to say it's going to happen. Yeah. We can try. Oh, well, it's always good to see you, and uh, we, well, we'll see a lot more of you now that we're, we're making this thing happen, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Everybody sing along. One, one million, million, one million. One million. John O'Ben and Sharon, The Edge. So I learned something over the weekend. Uh, I was in a bar and, uh, well, I mean, I'm in a bar all the time. Ben. <laughs> yeah. my, my life's one, one big... You're in a bar this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I talked to a guy. The waiter came round with drinks, like used drinks, half drunk drinks on a tray. He's like, oh, don't mind if I do. And grabbed one, had it. Oh, this guy you were talking to? Had the remainder of the drink. And the waiter was like, oh, you know, that was, you know, someone else's used drink you've just had there. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know, mate. And he calls it mind sweeping. So so you're basically getting everyone else's... He, he, what he, do, he doesn't pay any money. But what he does is he goes around bars, half drunk drinks. He'll just drink. Now, 
to, to me, yeah. it seems quite high, quite meningitis. I was going to say, the, the tight ass, the tight ass of me loves the. I bet the, you do the fiscal savings you, of this. You're like, I'm going to go out for a mind sweep <laughs> on the way home. But also the, um, the sort of the germaphobe in me doesn't like the meningitis thing because you shouldn't have someone else's drink, right? So at some stages, late in the night, when he's deep into his mind sweeping. Uh, if someone's just had a drink, puts it down, and turn around to talk to someone. Oh, he's like getting right <laughs> he gets in there. In there. We had the, a, a similar debate in the weekend on on Saturday at a bar, and these people next to us ordered quite a lot of chips, and then they left. There's quite a lot of chips. You've got to eat those you're chips. Like, these chips are just sitting here. Is this a waste of food if we don't eat these chips? Yeah, but you don't, do you? Well, you don't. You feel weird going, I'm going to grab these chips. And but put why them not? On. Who's, who's putting these rules in place? <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's people around the world that would love these chips. Exactly. So we're exactly. Like, we're like, and these people, people are us. People in Istanbul would <laughs> yeah, like these yeah, chips. Anyone, yeah. You know where else I'd like chips? Where? Africa. Yeah, they I, like chips. Yeah, everyone loves yeah, chips. All over the world <laughs> would love these People, chips. The world would be looking at that table going, eat those chips. Well, so we're like, we could eat some, we could eat some did chips. Did you do it? Yeah, we, we did. Someone oh, grabbed the did. chips and put them on the table. We ate some chips. Should we call a bar and just go, is this actually allowed? I'm just going to call a bar here um, and see if it's actually legal. Because if we're allowed to be mind-sweeping drinks and food in restaurants, then we all need to know about that. Because if it's not frowned upon... Good afternoon, Smugglers. You on speaking? Hello there, Aaron. It's John O'Ben and Sharon here from The Edge. Good to have you on. Yeah, good, good. Hey, uh, just a quick question. Yeah. Okay, there's people and they're having drinks and they're having food and they're sitting on the table next to you. Right. Those people then leave. Uh-huh. Are we entitled to sift on in there and get <laughs> Is that? Is that fair game? Is that fair game? <laughs> Far out. <laughs> Oh, mate. Um, knowing you, Jono, I'd probably say you'd be first one in there like a dog's dinner. <laughs> yeah, Jono, you're right. Yeah. Is it frowned upon by the uh, the beverage and, and food industry? Yeah, I say it, mate. I've seen it before, so nothing surprises me these days. So you can do it? You can go ahead and do it? Because, I mean, it's been paid for. You're not stealing. Those people don't want it anymore. It's like the organic rubbish collection, yes, isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> people, don't, people don't want it. It's fair game. You leave it out on the side of the road, you're yeah. right. People grab it. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, smugglers. Yeah, no worries. Any old time, boys. Have, See a, you good, later, have a good one, bud. Thank you very much. Friend of mine, speaking of organic, a friend of ours, Jeremy, was mowing his lawns uh, during the organic collection period. Mm-hmm. And he was mowing the front part of his lawns. He went inside to uh, get some oil or something for the lawnmower, came back out, and the, lawnmower, the lawnmower was still going and being shipped <laughs> onto the back of a ute. <laughs> John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Saturday night was at a bar, mm. and uh, we were going to get... Leering up, were you? <laughs> no, yeah. no. You saw no. me take a big breath there, and you stopped talking. Yeah, I was, I <laughs> so I felt like I, I'd say something. I was actually just about to, I did a half a yawn. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry for my boring story. <laughs> uh, it gets slightly better, but not much. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we were going to go, uh, this is Amanda, my baby mama and yeah. me. We're at, we're at a bar, yeah. and then we're like, we're hungry. Let's go up the road and get some dinner. Right. And okay. so I was like, oh, there's a place up the road. I know it's quite good. Oh. Uh, let's walk up there. Right. And Jesus <laughs> losing me. I don't know about you listening. <laughs> trying to make it really exciting. He's <laughs> trying to pull me back from my half and a year. I found three and a half thousand dollars in a bag. Oh, he's got me back. Didn't actually. Oh, uh, <laughs> but then Amanda was like, "That's too far. That's too far." Six hundred like, meters is too far to walk. Well, I hadn't said six hundred meters yet, but I told you before the story. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, six hundred meters. Yes, John. I was just getting to that. Was how far away the place was. That's why I'm yawning. <laughs> this is the second time I've heard this shitty story. <laughs>
But then I understand if you don't want to walk 600 metres if you're wearing heels. That's, that's, that seems like a valid reason. Although New Zealanders traditionally very good at walking long distances in high heels. They should put that in the Commonwealth Games. The 100 metre high heels. We'd win it every year. New yeah. Zealand, wouldn't we? Everyone's jacked up on Sav Blanc. <laughs> Rachel Lind- from Hamilton. Lindau. <laughs> Our Commonwealth Games champ. She manages to walk from the outback out just up the road to the casino in Hamilton every week. She does it well. A lot of obstacles too along <laughs> yeah. there. It's a hell of a walk. The hurdles are generally just passed out people. <laughs> uh, but then I didn't, we didn't want to really want to take an Uber or a taxi because you're only going like 600 metres up the road. Seems like a very short distance to get a taxi. Well, yeah, if, if I'm driving uh, an Uber or a taxi and you get in, I'm like, hey, well, where, where are you heading to tonight? And you'd be like, 600 metres that way. I can't lie, I'd be a little like, bit gunned. Oh. I would be a bit upset. You're like, come on, mate. But I know, like, I'd professionally, because I'm a professional driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. I would do it. You'd do it. Yeah, well, you would. Yeah, I would do it. But, but you'd I be would, a little bit like, eh. Yeah, I could have. I was driving home the other night on the cab from uh, the airport. And the guy was like, oh, yeah. I was like, how's your night? He said, oh, no, good. And I said, what's wrong? He's like, we've been waiting around three hours. He's all terse. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's no good. And he's like, then the first ride I get is uh, six k's down the road. And he's referring to where I'm heading. Oh, right. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. To my mistress's can, house. To my mistress's <laughs> house. I was like, I can go to my other mistress's house, who's about 15 k's down the road. <laughs> well, that'll be out. I wouldn't like. Is that a bit of fear? <laughs> oh, great. Right. You're, anything you're a generous get, guy. Anything to keep the drivers happy. <laughs> but can we get a shorter ride in a taxi? Or an Uber than 600 metres. Because I know last week, and this is probably why he was upset, he might have gone, this is the guy that spent $5,000 in the taxi. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, well, I've done enough for the taxi industry this week, surely, of any week. <laughs> the taxi industry. And I've injected $5,000 into your industry. Uh, yeah, but have you had a shorter fare than 600 metres? Have you taken, well, anything, a taxi, Uber, public transport, anything shorter than 600 metres up the road? Hitchhiking? Maybe you hitchhiked. <laughs> Thanks, Jono. Thanks for tagging that on the end. Maybe you did. What a great example. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Brendan, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for calling from a very quiet location, Brendan. <laughs> uh, with the new Burger King app that you have now, you can pre-order your food, so when you go through the drive-thru, it's pretty much ready to go. And... Um, I was waiting for a taxi right outside Burger King because you can't walk through, so my total fare cost me $4.60. Did you just take the taxi <laughs> through the drive-thru? That's all I had to do, mate. Yeah, because, uh, <laughs> There's a man desperate for his Whopper Junior. <laughs> Can you not just walk through the drive-thru? I've always wanted to do no, that. No, you can't. You're not allowed to. No. At uh, half past two in the morning on a Saturday, they're going to Ah, there we go. We've go lost him. <laughs> Brendan was a good man. <laughs> yeah, he was a good man. He loved Burger King and short taxi rides. <laughs> and he died doing what he loved, telling great stories on the radio. <laughs> Thank you, Brendan. Angela with us on 0800 The Edge. Have you travelled less than 600 metres, Edge? We have. When we went down to Guns N' Roses down in Wellington last year, it was pouring with rain, but we got down there early, so we decided we'd go from the arena where we parked our car, already paid for parking, um, and take a taxi, like probably 150 metres down the road to the pub. Oh, <laughs> we didn't want to walk in the rain. 150 metres is very good. Scotty, 0800 The Edge, shortest distance travelled in a taxi or Uber? It's 300 metres, mate. 300? Goodies here. Yeah. Why? I was in Gizzy. I was going from one club to another and the dude was just right there out front of the door. You know, like, when you're hopping into clubs in Gizzy, eh? <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, Gizzy, you know, it's a great place to... 
bump to the next door neighbour. <laughs> Damn, the cab. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the what was the cab fare for that? What was three uh, three hundred metres cost you? It was five dollars eighty. $5.80. And see, when you're in the, into clubs in Gizier, when you roll up in a cab, they're like, oh, here is a player. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the bouncers, they clear the, the queue for you. <laughs> VIP coming through. <laughs> John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Before the radio show today, we discovered something under the radio desk. Yeah. It was a button. Yeah, which we want to bring into this popular segment called Ring Up Ryan. Our boss's name is Ryan. We do some stuff on the radio that would antagonise him and also test whether he's listening to the show and he has an opportunity to stop what's taking place last week. Uh, we started reading through the most offensive words according to the Broadcasting Standards Authority and we weren't going to stop until Ryan rang up. We start at the least offensive and we end up at the most offensive. Here we go. Ring up Ryan if you're listening. Ryan, just call, mate. It'll make it end. Bloody. Is that the... Ooh, okay. Prick. Okay, well, I thought you had a little bit more space in between these. Oh, but yeah. oh, hotline, there's ringings. Hotline, there's ringings. <laughs> Balls. He's on the line. He's on the line. Reel it in, mate. Reel it in. I absolutely shat my pants. I had to pull over. I love how our boss phones up to stop us from staring and then he's like... I just almost shit my pants. <laughs> the fourth most offensive word. <laughs> so today for Ring Up Ryan, something very special, Ben. Yeah, as I was saying before, before the show, under the radio desk, we found there was a button. The button had a little laminated sign. Mm. You can see it right now. Do you want to read oh, it out for me? Do you want me to read it for you? Read it for me. Do you know what the button says? It says, do not... Push. Do not push. Do not push. Capitals as well. So oh. it's shouting. Do not push. It's very tempting. But we could push that button. I know. What does it do? Does it take the station off air? Well, does it change? I don't know what goes out. Does a static come out through the radio? What does it mean? Does it turn us into a better radio show? That would be great. Why it didn't we push the button earlier? <laughs> we should have done that. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to give Ryan 30 seconds okay. to come in and stop us from pushing this button. Otherwise, we press that button that mm. says do not push. I'm gather it's important. I'm gather it has catastrophic consequences if it has do not push on it. This maybe starts something between North Korea and America. <laughs> and they're just about to have a meeting, too. <laughs> I know. Can they say, we, could, we could ruin it all. Come okay, on. here we go. The timer starts now. Ring up Ryan, our boss. You have 30 seconds to stop us from pushing the button. What does it do? I'm going to slowly start squatting down. I'm nervous. Ryan doesn't come in. Or phone up. Ryan doesn't phone oh, up. Oh, hang on. Here comes Ryan. Here's Ryan. Down, Hold on, you haven't rung up. It's called Ring Up Ryan. I don't see the point in ringing up when I'm. Uh, I don't see the point in ringing up when I'm in my office. It's good branding um, for the segment. I, I have left a meeting mid-meeting, so there are a bunch of people uh, currently sitting down in my office. Come and have a look at this. What does this button do? Yeah, tell us. Do not push. I mean. We're stupid radio announcers. You never have a, a, a button with a warning like that next to it. Ooh. Do not push. Do not push. Uh, I'm not technically minded either, John, <laughs> but I would suggest you're not going to push it. Oh, okay, bro. there it is. Boo. Okay, New Zealand. Oh. We've kept our jobs. That's good. Someone went to the wet blanket shop <laughs> and bought a wet blanket. Oh. 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 Yeah. It's huh. an awkward fade out. It's an awkward fade out. I really want to know. That's what happens live radio. You never know how it's going to end. Yeah, and... okay. All right, I tell you what, if you want to protest Ryan coming in there, 0800 The Edge. The people are phoning oh, through. they're not happy. They're texting through as well, 3343. What do you want to say? Have you ever considered that the button might be a setup? <laughs> oh, no, we hadn't considered that, Chrissy. No, like, it wasn't there before and suddenly it's there. 
Well, yeah, but it might have. Well, how often have you? I've never looked under the desk before, John. I you sit around that side. Well, I got my job under the desk. <laughs> See, I got my job, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a setup, guys. Eh? Could be a setup. Uh, so is. I'm very familiar with what's happening down there, Ben. <laughs> yeah, but not the but. There's a lot of knobs down there. <laughs> it's definitely not the knobs you're. T- anyway. oh, okay, well, okay, okay. okay. So go down, twiddle yeah. the knobs under the desk. <laughs> there are different colour back there, actually. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, thank you. Well, uh, other than that, why don't you just get some? random person off the street and get them to press it. That's right. The jobs yeah. aren't in jeopardy then. That's a very good call. Get a random person from the street to come in and ruin the radio station. Not a bad call, Chrissy. James, our boss hey. Ryan, our boss Ryan intervened. I know. What a drama. What a drama. <laughs> what, what, high drama. drama. High drama. what do you want to say to him? He's listening. They push the button. We're going to be wondering for the rest of our days why you never push that button. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm worried. You're worried. Everyone wants to know. I'm telling you, the people, want, the people want the button pushed, they don't do. they? Josh, you want the button pushed? Yeah, I was, mate. I was. Yeah, no, I think it needs to be pushed, right? What do you want to say to Ryan, our boss? Um, I'm sitting in the tractor mowing the paddock for a few hours and I'm keen on some entertainment, eh? So I was quite, quite interested to see what the button done. Yeah, because um, I don't know what we've been doing for the other three hours, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sorry, I couldn't entertain you, Josh. He's keen on some insane so far. Maybe I reckon you try another radio show. That'd be far more entertaining than what you're getting on this shitter. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you listening, though, buddy. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Have a good one, Josh. <laughs> All right. So what do you reckon? I mean, it is, it's, we say it. We've said it before. It's the nation's show. The people want us to do it. We've said that at least once before, yeah, so that counts. That means we have said <laughs> it before. Said it twi- now, twice. Twice. There's two times twice. in total. So I reckon I'm going to say it there, and I'm not the one that normally does, says the risky things, but I think tomorrow. Oh, Benny. We, we do it. I think we've got to do it. Damn, We've got to do it. Okay. <laughs> tomorrow it's happening. Tune in same time. Yeah, that's called appointment listening. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.